Hey everybody, this is the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by In We Go, Denver's best subscription that allows you to go to as many events as you can for only $39 per month with no additional costs or fees. You heard that right. No additional fees. Literally hundreds of events for $39 a month. Adrian's eyebrows are going up right now. He's intrigued. In We Go. And here's where it gets good. We've partnered with In We Go to give BSN listeners a great deal. Go to inwego.com slash BSN or download the app for free and use promo code BSN50 when you subscribe to get 50% off your first month. That's right. All the events in Denver for under $20 during your first month. Try it and fall in love with it like we all did at BSN Denver. Go to inwego.com slash BSN or download the app for free and use promo code BSN50. Now enjoy the show. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast. Powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. For the Colorado Avalanche, that's Matt Duchesne. Right now, news is breaking that he has been involved in a trade that has been completed, and it looks like they have pulled him off the ice here after just playing a couple of minutes to start this hockey game. The best Avalanche coverage in Denver. Fans have the puck again in the New York zone. Shot, score! Yes, who? Yes, who? Taking you beyond the ice and inside the locker room. Gerard didn't have a stick. The handoff in the slot broken up with a skate by Gerard. He broke up that play. Then he stopped it there. Oh, wow. What a play by Gerard. <laughs> and now, here are your hosts, A.J. Hafley and Adrian Dater. Ooh, I'm a rebel just for kicks Welcome into the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go, Denver's best subscription service that can get you into any event for half off if you use promo code BSN50 in your first month. I'm AJ Hayfley, he is Adrian Dater, and we are here talking about Colorado's 3-2 overtime loss to the Washington Capitals. This is actually try number two. It's our <laughs> this first is segment number two because... Our first segment, or our Adrian first try Nader at this, uh, put the cords in the wrong place. Got so got lost in the ether. So, ten minutes of, I mean, world changing co- content. I thought we had too in those first ten minutes. They're all gone. Never it's true. It. They'll never get to know. It's it's. They'll never hear me asking why a reporter went all the way around uh, to get out of the press box here instead of yeah, going straight up the. You just did it. Okay, Yahtzee. so we got that back. Good. There's a certain weird reporter behavior here tonight, too. Yeah. Uh, curious decision-making. We, uh, speaking of curious decision-making, we saw a few of those tonight. Yeah. Colorado Avalanche. Yeah. Losers in overtime, 3-2. to two. Nikita Zadorov's absence, much maligned by Avalanche fans with internet access. Matt Nieto's absence, not so much. No, no Matt, no Matt Nieto clamoring tonight, <laughs> but... Uh, a lot of anger out there about Nikita Zadorov. We'll get into that. Uh, AJ, your takeaway on why the Avs lost in overtime tonight? Uh, well, they didn't play very well throughout most of the game. Uh, they, I thought they had a good third period. They pushed hard. They played with some urgency. They they outplayed them. They scored a good goal um, to to get the, the game tying goal. You know, it was a nice play by Colin Wilson batting that puck out of the air like that. Withstood a ridiculous Washington goaltender interference challenge. Yeah. Which was just a Hail Mary. It was like a, hey, we're not going to use our timeout anyway. 
So there's let's hope that they Which let's let's hope that they can talk themselves into it. Should be some penalty for that. When yeah, you know technically you're the penalty win. is they lose their challenge. Which again, I've never liked the fact that those things get tied to challenges. In a situation like that, you're just hoping that the league talks themselves into there being something wrong with that. They did not. Ultimately, it doesn't hurt anybody. The Avs end up getting the goal to, to stand, which was a minor relief given the fiasco against Nashville recently. They got a point. And, uh, yes, they got a point tonight. Um, gave up a, another power play goal. Seems like they've been giving these up pretty regularly lately. You know, coming off a Boston game where they give up two power play goals, they give up one tonight, and it ended up being the overtime game winner from Nick Backstrom. Four on three. They killed a minute of power play time um, at the end of regulation to get the point and then killed all of 22 seconds off in, in overtime before the Caps won it. Not yeah, great, Bob. They haven't had a good overtime, and I can't remember when. I I asked JJ while we were standing uh, right before they scored the, the goal, right before well, right before overtime started. I said, do you even remember the last time they won an overtime game? Because I don't. I don't. We can look it up, but the point stands. And you catch our drift, right? When's the last time the Avs had a good OT? I mean, you know, I know when you're four and three, you got to sag down. You can't really challenge up top, but yeah, yeah. This, I mean, this why? one was not a big deal to me. It's not. It's not. It didn't seem like Grooby really challenged that shot that much. I mean, he came out. I mean, I guess, but he didn't even seem like he moved. I mean, Backstrom zipped that thing I by know, him. I know. Beat him. I mean, God. beat him cleanly. It's a good shot. I mean, um, I don't. I, I mean, I, I watched it. You you saw me. I watched it several times before we got going on the podcast. And um, I, I couldn't come up with anything that I I think those guys should have done differently. You know, well, the Soderberg Soderberg laying the guy or you know hitting the guy on the wall and going down yeah, with he, him kind of takes he him out tried of play. To, yeah, he tried to eliminate him, player from the puck. It turns he, it into he, a three he on turned two. It in, he, yeah, he he took himself out of the play. Patrick Nemeth is there, which you know, do we want to call it three on one in that case? I don't know. Patrick Nemeth once again. Well, I mean, Nemeth was in position. Yeah. All right. I mean, he was he was sort of he tried to block the shot, but he had to sack down because he had Ovechkin uh, on his left, and then he had Backstrom in front of him. Yeah. Well, ended up in the back of the net. Caps win. Yeah. Avs lose a chance to uh, you know beat a team that had uh, three pretty good players injured out of the lineup. I know they didn't. I know they get paid too. They still got Ovechkin and Backstrom. Uh, just disappointing. Uh, I thought effort tonight. In a lot of ways, I know they put a better effort in the third, but I thought their I thought their effort in the first two periods just kind of meh. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, that's not good enough. Uh, I mean, they had a chance early in the game, so they score a, a little over a minute into the game. Do you they think they let up? Do you think they lead? let up? Do you think they let up at that point, thinking no? Not only do we play in the caps without their three key guys, but but we just scored in the first minute of the game. This is going to be an easy night. Fellas. I don't think they let up because they kept they kept coming at them. And then yeah. after the after McKinnon got stopped on the breakaway that would have made it two nothing, then I think they let up. And then I think the Caps kind of you know, I mean they're two they're two teams here. We always that, t- we always talk about this I like know. it's the Avs are in control of everything. I know. You know, but, but Washington's we, a pretty good hockey we, team themselves. And they pushed back hard in the first. And just, Colorado didn't have an answer for just, it. I thought that was just it's just it's a, it's a tough bad loss in a way to me. Uh 
It's good they got a point, though. They are going on the road with 22 points. Uh, that should still, you know, be in the periphery of the playoff run, whatever. I'm not going to do playoff standings here, but yeah, right. we've got 60-something the, the point is to stay in contact with most of the teams. You know, like um, Nashville's already started to pull away from things. Um, you know, some good positive things tonight. Uh, you know, I thought, you know, Alexander Kerfoot's – play has been better even though he didn't score i think he's winning face-offs now he's I thought he had a really good game I, I did too i thought tyson jose was fine got a nice assist i thought yeah. and was 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 active i thought he should have played more he only played 12 minutes that was my problem too i don't understand yeah. those guys were rolling they yeah. were playing well and they and they Jared played Bednar several minutes less pulls the reins back well it seemed like the the lineup the rotation got a little screwed up with with the wilson <clears throat> Turnover led to the OV goal. That's when Bednar took Wilson off that line and uh, put Andrew Ghetto out there, who did nothing tonight. Uh, and that I thought that curtailed the momentum a little bit of what they were they were doing. I thought the second line was 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 at least moving the feet and doing stuff. Colin Wilson, you know. Listen, Colson, Colin Wilson could have been the absolute hero of the game, and he almost was. I mean, he was the hero to get a point. Yeah. He should have set up the game winner to Matt Calvert. He should have I thought that was I thought that was going to be a goal. And then Matt Calvert flubbed it away. I, I think Matt Calvert tonight uh was was w- the real sort of goat of the game tonight. Not oh. Ian Cole for the penalty, not Colin Wilson earlier. I think I think that one play right there cost them a win. I think Maybe that's you can disagree, handed. but I, that's my take, and I'm sticking I, with it. I, I almost never think that one guy or one play. I'm is just gonna, saying one play that cost. I think cost them a win. I think that was a golden opportunity for a goal. It should have been a goal. I mean, I think the Nathan McKinnon clean breakaway. But, should but be a goal I'm talking when that. it's two-two and you've got to, here's the game on the line, and he's, Matt Calvert screwed it up. Um, so anyway, we'll move on here. The, uh, I mean, Matt, Matt, I think Matt Calvert's biggest problem is that he's being played like he's a top six forward. Well, 15 minutes of even strength time is stupid. <clears throat> that should not happen. Yeah. Um, Carl Soderberg has a four-game point streak now, believe it or not. I do. He's played uh, really, really well. Seven goals on the season. Um, I thought that uh, <laughs> Matt Calvert has a three-game point streak, too. Got an assist tonight. Yeah, his back got yeah. an assist. Yeah. Uh, 681 career goals for Alexander Ovechkin now. Not bad. That's a lot. That is a lot of goals, man. Um, it was, uh, you know, it, they didn't they didn't play a terrible game, just not good enough. You know, and that's, that's the difference. Not quite good enough. And uh, they had their chances, though. That's what's a little disappointing. They really did. They had more. They had chances to put this game away earlier tonight, and they didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely. Uh, it was definitely frustrating in that they had opportunities to extend a one nothing lead. Uh, they did not capitalize on that. They didn't even come close to capitalizing on it, really. Um, and um, you know, ultimately lost. Let's, let's get into the Z thing if we're going to take a break and go to the next. Segment. Yeah, let's do take a break. Also, I want to correct myself from earlier. It was Carlson that was on Nemeth's left, not Ovechkin. Ovechkin was on the far right, which is why Eric Johnson was like, I'm not leaving. I'm not moving over to try and block this shot because I'm not going to leave Alex Ovechkin wide open. Just wanted to correct that real quick. Um, 
Correction noted. Let's go ahead and take our first break here. Uh, we'll come back on the other side. We're going to get into the Z thing. Uh, maybe talk a little bit. Ian Cole, some officiating, those types of things as well. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast. Presented by In We Go. We'll be right back. Green Mountain Dental Group is a family-owned business that has been a staple in Lakewood for over 40 years. Whether it's cosmetic, oral surgery, or preventative dentistry, at Green Mountain Dental Group, you will find nothing but the best. We have chosen Green Mountain Dental and will continue to attend Green Mountain Dental because of the superior care that we receive from them. Their facility is amazing and above all, it's the personal touch that we receive from the people there, including Dr. Ben Jr. and Ann and Mary and Sherry and Marie. They've known me as well as my husband, my children, and now my grandchildren, and are just incredible with all of us. That was Annette. She's been a patient at Green Mountain Dental Group since 1976 and truly loves their service. Never did I think in 1976 how blessed we would be to recognize the people at Green Mountain Dental and are so thankful that they have been a part of our lives. For all new patients, Green Mountain Dental Group offers free teeth whitening trays when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. Just mention BSN Denver. Hey, BSN fans, your favorite Colorado Sports Network has partnered with your favorite Colorado beer, and we're giving them away for free. But in true BSN fashion, we're not letting you go to some major chain for it. We want you to go to your local neighborhood bar and support a real Colorado business. That's why we've created the bar page where any BSN subscriber can go in and get a free beer whenever they want. Just go to bsnbars.com and you can get one free Coors Banquet at any bar on that list. All you have to do is show the bartender the VIP image on that page in your browser and you can retrieve a free Coors Banquet beer at any of those bars. There are over 20 bars there. You're sure to find one close to you. It's bsnbars.com. Find a bar and get a free Coors Banquet on the house. Thanks for listening to the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Welcome back in segment number two here, the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go. Um, do you want to do you want to get into the Ian Cole holding? Do you want to get into officiating, uh, or no, do you want to do it later? I don't really want to spend a lot of time on the officiating. Really, it was a bad call. I thought a bad non-call, or should have been a non-call. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that was part of our thing that got erased last it time. It was. Okay, so well, all right, we'll spend a couple minutes on it. Ian Cole got called for that holding penalty, which I thought yeah. he. Yes, he was holding Smith Pelly, but Smith Pelly was also holding Cole right. with his right arm. How you can pick fending one. him off. Cole was, was kind of caught, you know, just body wrapped around him, you know, and he's <laughs> trying to, I think, extricate himself from it, but he couldn't really do it. If he did, he probably, Smith Pelly would have come in on a breakaway, probably down the left side at least. Uh, I thought it was a chintzy call. Uh, I thought it should have been an on-call, especially with a minute to go in the game, and the referees essentially decided the hockey game tonight. That's my take. And, I mean, and you have to know. You have to know when you're making that call as an official that you are you have a good chance yep. of, being, of deciding the game yep. by doing that. And it wasn't like it was Egregious. a breakaway for Smith Pelly that Cole was just Desperately trying to hold right. on. They were. On there were even two guys that were wrapped up together. Right. Both were doing the same thing to each other. Both yeah. were holding each other. But yet, Ian Cole's the guy who gets right. With a minute to go, 
you essentially decide the hockey game. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Bednar addressed it, but he did. What did he say? He said, "I they're doing the same thing to each other, but we're in the you know our guy is the defensive player, so we can't put ourselves in that situation." As as usual, Bender won't use that as an excuse for anything. Yeah, no. He'll never, ever, ever blame officiating I mean, that's, for that's anything. That's technically correct, but I still think it should have been an on call. I mean, the yeah. defensive player does have. It's not you know it's like NFL you know sure, but I. Defensive pass interference Shinsuke. gets called, and offensive pass interference doesn't. And yet, as we noted before, maybe it was a race. The Avs did get away with some non-calls as well tonight. Yeah, they definitely Nico did. Rantanen could have gone in the box a couple times. Yeah, well, the high stick on Orlov was a high bad. stick. Um, I think there was an interference call they could have had at his own blue line at the end. They let they let that go. So there was an interference on Colin Wilson. They let go too. As much so. as I want to say though that you know. So referees, you know, it evened out. And they, uh, the referee didn't cost them the game. Well, it really did cost them the game, though. <laughs> the fact is that call did cost them the game. I mean, it puts a team a on a on a four on three. Yeah. And you either you're either costing a team two points because they score in the first minute of regulation, well, or just the one point because they score in the second minute, uh, which is the first minute of overtime. Well, so and it, I mean, it went on. from a five on four at the end to a four on three. Right. Big difference. Well, and scoring rates go way up way versus up. four on three way versus up. five on four. Defending with three people is just really hard. Um, and uh, it just that was a massive change that they didn't deal with very well. Carl Soderberg had a play that he yeah. tried to make. He didn't make it. Took himself out of the play. But then Nicholas it turned Backstrom, into a three on two. Potential Hall of Famer Nicholas Backstrom scores the goal. But, uh, the, yeah, it was it's just a, you know, but you can't pin this loss on Ian Cole. He was phenomenal puck possession-wise, 15 shots for three against while he was on the ice. He's, yeah. his, his, pl- his play helped set up the Wilson goal. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, his shot on goal. It wasn't his fault that Matt Callert decided to try to be Wayne Gretzky there at the end and make a, you know, a little dinky, dinky-doo-doodle dangly play, and it comes back on their end. Shoot yeah. the damn puck. Is the, the, always the Matt Calvert? If you got the puck alone in front on a one one timer, you got to one time it. Well, and one thing Bednar did ben say post game about his team is that they were they kept looking for the next play instead of yep. just simplifying it. He hates that too. Boy, yeah. does he hate that. Yeah, he, he he harps on that all the time, and yet the team still does it on him sometimes. Why? Yeah. Why do they disobey their coach? I mean, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're wired to play hockey. They're not wired to. <laughs> Follow orders like that, you but, know. But they should be. They spend all day at <laughs> practice doing this stuff. Why don't I don't? They, why do they do that? You know what? They they drive you nuts. They're human. That. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So, all right. Enough about the call. Uh, we're going to talk about Big Z. Sure, we can. All right. So let's get into it. What Nikita Zadorov, healthy scratch tonight. Yeah. Fans are pretty riled up about it. At least. Uh, Decent number of them. Yeah, I mean, uh, voiced your opinion on it today. So, did he deserve it? A, eh? in your opinion, did he de- did he deserve a healthy scratch? Mm. I didn't even think he deserved to get benched for the rest of the the game. See, that's what I'm kind of saying. I didn't think he was that I bad. Thought, last I thought game. it was heavy handed, but at the same time, how many times have we seen Nikita Zadorov make the same mistakes? Over and over and over. And what remember, do you think those mistakes are? Remember, remember. I mean, talk about it was a needless penalty. It was. It did not need to happen. And that's and and that's that's a, that's a call where I just don't think it's it can be argued. It was an obvious penalty. It was unnecessary. And it came right after the Avs had made it three two. 
in that game against Boston, you know, they were kind of trying to come back, and then they meet, they put, he puts Boston right back on a power play, like right after that goal. And so it, and it ended up not mattering, but it could have changed it. It could have changed the course of that game. And I think that's the coaching staff's frustration with him, yeah. is that he just keeps doing the same dumb things over and over. And why it seems like Nikita Zadorov is held to a higher standard than Patrick Nemeth or Mark Barbario is because he is. Yeah, he's he is a player with a much higher ceiling than both, and he's a lot farther away from his than the other those other two guys are. Do you think it's just is it mental more than physical? Because or is he? he is he too slow? No, I don't think I'm not worried about his speed at all. We saw him defend Connor McDavid without too much issue. Yeah, puck he kind of slipped on him. He can yeah. handle it. I know. He's. I mean, when you're when you're that big, man. I mean, you don't have to stride very quickly. Yeah. To to chew up a ton I, of ice. I think, it, like I wrote, I'm. I don't. I don't. I don't agree it, with him being a scratch tonight. Uh, I think Barbario was uh, a poor choice to play tonight against this team. He I didn't play Nemeth well. Was Nemeth as well? You can just interchange those two, if, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Um, and yet, Nikita Zadorov isn't like. Oh my God! You know, right? Does, poor the poor. The, you know, this is not a Sacco and Vanzetti injustice here. You know, uh, uh, he hasn't been playing that great. So he, we kind of could have seen this coming because he got benched in the third period of the last game. Well, yeah. I mean, he played seven minutes. I think that was the coaching staff just pulling the ripcord and saying, "Look, you're not. They're clearly not getting something from Z that they're looking for." And now I thought he had been playing better of late. I thought his game was on the uptick. I, sure. I liked what he was doing. I thought he had a good game against Edmonton. I yeah. I thought that there were good things happening for Z, and then, you know, he takes the dumb penalty against Boston, and the coaching staff just kind of bailed on it. You know, they pulled that ripcord and said, "Look, we're we can't we can't continue to go down this road with him." Yeah. And you know what? And I've I've said this before, but I think that this was they've seen success doing this with Z. Remember last year they had to give him a healthy scratch here or there as well. And that typically helped him turn around, refocus, and get his game back together. And so I think they're saying, hey, this has worked in the past. Maybe let's try this again. I don't think this is a long-term scratch, especially after the performances of Nemeth and Barbario tonight. I don't think that you could reasonably say, well, hey, those guys played well in his absence. Yeah. I mean, we'll assume he'll come back Sunday at Anaheim and I'm assuming replace so. Barbero, but or Nemeth, I'm not whichever really, one. I don't. It doesn't I'm matter to me much. much of anything really with Z and Bednar because it seems like they definitely have a yeah complex relationship. So, uh, you have five questions, by the way, on your observations so far, and they are all about Z. So, yeah, yeah the fans are fired, fired up about this tonight. Uh, you know. Uh, we got some questions from our last podcast too. You can get in as well. We've yeah, been we can, keeping up our. We can, uh, we can do that in the next segment. But for this one, right. I mean, yeah. Z. I mean, what do you do with that? I don't have much more to say. Well, and we're okay. Yeah, so let's let's at least address this because it's it's popped up all over the place. Trade, to, yeah, exactly. Do we have it? I mean, I got queried tonight you, from somebody who's pretty high hitter in the in the game. You you and I both have heard nothing. I have not heard anything. Uh, I don't think he's on the block necessarily. The teams always talk and listen, of course, but I don't think that he's on the block. Sure. Uh, you know, uh, very dangerous proposition to say. All right, are we going to trade Nikita Zadorov now at rock bottom <coughs> market value? Yeah. Not very smart. 
Uh, yeah. He's still RFA property of the team. He's not, it's, not, it's not like he's UFA. Right. I don't think it makes sense to, you know, first of all, I don't think you're going to get a lot for him right now because his market value isn't really high. Right. His contract status is. You're not talking William Nylander for Nikita Zadorov. No. Um, Without the abs putting a lot more uh, in that conversation. I think that, uh, you know, could he be a throw into a larger deal? Sure. But I don't think the abs are at that point yet. Uh, don't hear much of anything substantial about Nylander. I kind of wish they would get him. I like trades. Kind of feel like this is a guy that could help him. But uh, I need to get if they don't want Tyson Berry, if they don't want Z, if they don't want what they have to offer, we're not giving them Kale McCarr. Yeah, we're not giving them the first-round pick from Ottawa. Not Forget happening. about that. They're not, and they're not getting Tyson Jones either. Do you think there's a minor thing in the front office going, hey, Ottawa's playing pretty good right now. They're 8-8. Eight and eight. No. Uh, Do we deal that pick now? It was like the something? start of the day. The sends were down to the sixth pick. Well, so. But do you think trending they, in the right direction? They say, there. "Well, we're, this ain't going to be Jack Hughes anymore." Let's do we get do we parlay no. that for William Nylander? No, not with the way the lottery's gone the last few years. Hell to the no. Sixty point guy. Yeah, exactly. Sixty, not eighty. Sixty point guy on this team would look really damn good right now. Yeah, Alex Kerfoot. Good example of that. Tyson Jost. What's he going to be? Thirty. Tyson Jost. I'm, do you really think Tyson Jost has thirty there? I mean, that's kind of the pace. Yeah, but we've seen him since he's come back. Scored against Winnipeg, had a goal, had a, should have had a goal against Edmonton, and then did have a goal against Boston, had an assist tonight. He's four games back, he should have had four points. Yeah. All right. And then we got Colin Wilson and Andrew Ghetto as our right wingers. Yeah, sure. So, boom. I mean. And yet Colin Wilson scored tonight, so. Yeah, Colin Wilson on 20-goal pace right now if you <laughs> want to get into pace. <laughs> Uh, so I would love to see William Nealon in this hockey yeah. club, though. The I question mean, is, what are, where they got? I think if you could just get away with giving up Barry and Z, Barry and Z for Z, Zatter, for Nylander, no, I'd do it. I'm good. I would do it. I'm not doing that. I'm sorry if you're listening, Z and Barry, but you know this is a business. You finally, you finally build up your your defensive depth, and then you crater it for a second line player, a really good second line player. Sure, but a second player, but. He's not taking oh, over. Oh, God, he's you not guys fall into this thing, though. You label guys so easily in this game. There's so many ex-pundits. Like, he's second line only. He's top. He can be a first-line guy. Okay? Miko Rantanen is in his line. way, He'll dude. get 70 points, probably. Miko Rantanen is in his way. That's fine. I get that. He doesn't. He wouldn't play on the first line on this team right now. But he's a first-line caliber guy, I think. Ever. Dude, he's, like, been in the league three years. He has 60 points a year. You don't think he can raise that some more? Not now when he's not playing next to the guys he was playing with in Toronto. I mean, I he's not going to be playing next to those guys anymore. I just don't like this like labeling and stereotyping so many guys all the time. You know, you guys, we can't just make up our mind. You can't make up your mind about one guy all of a sudden. You're just like, ah, he's hobby. He's second line only. He's second line only. He's. O- I'm saying he's second line only because he's got Miko Ranson in front of him if he's in Colorado, and that's never going to change. All right. All right. Fair enough. I. I. I would. I think it's time to. You know. If you're going to – because I don't see, other than draft pick next year, any hope on the way offensively with what they have in the system or Martin, on the team right so, now. So Martin Kout's a bust? 
I mean, when's he going to play? Three, two, three years Next from now? Next year? I, I don't think so. I think he's following the Miko Rantanen path. He's way Come too over from Europe. I don't see it. Okay, I think well, he looks like a I mean, toothpick on the ice. I've actually watched him play for, for the to. Eagles. I play. And, I mean, he's got, what, six points his last five games? Yeah, okay. Take state. I mean, dude's been dude's been doing what he has to do. Yeah. He, you know, Shane Bowers had 12 shots on goal for BU tonight. I thought he, I thought he looked like a toothpick when he played so, in the preseason games. Couldn't do anything. I mean, an, an 18-year-old in his first ever NHL think it's action. going to change a lot by 19. Did Miko rant it in? Miko Rantanen was a lot. He's a lot bigger than Martin Kaut ever will be. Sure, Miko Rantanen's a lot bigger than a lot of guys will be. Right, and that's the difference here. Miko Martin Kaut is what five eleven, six feet tall. He's like six one. Six one is he? Uh, who am I thinking of? I don't know. Uh, it looks uh, it looks a w- long way to go for him. I think, he's, I think he's long, got a year long, to go. Long way to go. I think he's got a year to go. All right. All right. Well, then that would be a good solution. Then, if he's top six material and you can play next year, then I mean, did you? I'm not as worried, but well, and then you have free agency this summer, which is yeah. why I'm saying I don't think that there's this huge need to go get a guy that fills what should be a temporary just problem. Just feels for like you. we're just spinning our wheels, though. In the meantime, for this year, like this, just all right. We got a pretty good team, but we really know yeah. we're not good enough down low. Yeah, I mean, you're not line, winning the cup this just, year. Why is that not okay? I I'd like to feel like you're still trying. You know, it just doesn't feel like this team is really that mindset. Like we're gonna, I'd like to have more hope for that. Somehow. They their mindset is they want to win a round in the playoffs. Yeah. You win one round. I mean, look at what Vegas did last year. You win one one round. Maybe you win two. No, it's a shame we have to limit ourselves. Yeah, I I mean, what's wrong with being realistic, man? I just I just I think I've seen enough of. Uh, Certain guys, I just I would love to see some new blood on the on that top. So you're bored. Second line. Yeah, I'm a little bored watching the hockey team play right now. They they, they just seem to be hitting a ceiling of what they can really do. And the I mean they they those, came into tonight as the highest scoring team in the NHL. That's true. Because they have a phenomenal first line. Sure, but they've also got coming into tonight. They had they had five forwards on pace for 50 plus points, plus two defensemen on pace for 40 plus points. It's not just the top line. The top line is just so good that it makes the other guys who are producing look like they're just not doing nearly as much. Yeah, I just, I just, uh, what, so that's that two, that second line right wing. Yeah, it's, it's a problem, a man. Real problem. And yet, the guy who's occupying it right now is on pace for twenty goals this yeah. year. And he's, he's, but we know he really. It's not a real player. Colin Wilson is not a real bona fide difference-making player. Sure, that's going to do much of anything. He's going to. I mean, he's going to walk in the offseason, and you know, maybe he ends up actually as a 15 goal scorer instead. All right, just a little negative, Nancy, here on that, but I'd like to see them try to make a move for Nylander. I mean, I feel like this. Guy I think it's is too available. expensive. You're giving up. You're giving up too much to do it, and then you're signing him to a contract he probably doesn't deserve. Yeah, I know. The contract thing does bother me, and that's that's a factor, I know. Like, that guy's not worth $8.5 million. No, he's probably not. But the numbers say that he could be. I mean, I mean he would need to take a significant jump, and that's where him being a second-line player in Colorado is a problem. He'll never live up to that salary score in 65 points a year. Yeah, I just – when you look back in retrospect to some of the moves, I mean – 
re-signing Matney, I don't know, but to a two-year deal. How? What's wrong with that? How gave you 15 goals last year? And yet we all knew that that was not. Sure. But his, I mean, he's got an NHL career that says he's a 10-goal guy. It wasn't, it wasn't like him scoring 10 <coughs> goals is a big fluke. He's got four years of it. All right. Let's just for, jump out of this segment. Let's. Uh, I'm, I'm not going anywhere, really. Next segment? Yeah, all right. We'll take our break. If we have any questions, we'll do them We got some. Up we got uh, a bunch. Are they all about Z? No. We're talking okay. about the podcast oh, okay. questions. Okay. And, and we want to remind the listeners to, to do that. On this podcast, when this posts, send us your comments underneath in the comment section. We'll read them on the, on the next podcast probably. So That's how it's going to work. Break. All right, we're going to take our uh, second break here, and then we will be back on the other side, and we're going to answer some of those questions. So don't go anywhere. This is BSN Avalanche Podcast, presented by In We Go. The biggest benefits of CBD are our cognitive, our neuroprotection, neuroregeneration, anti-inflammatory, and then a lot of the most common situations that, that people are taking it are for pain. That is Arthur Jaffe a former CU Buffs football player and founder of Elixinol, a Colorado-based company focused on providing the highest quality of CBD oil and hemp extracts in the world. Like Arthur mentioned earlier, CBD has significant medical benefits and isn't limited to just athletes. Everyone can take it, from adults and children to even your dog. I wished I would have learned about it or that it would have been more prominent at a younger age to potentially have, have given my father a, a significant opportunity to fight prostate cancer, which ultimately took his life when I was 13. You know, I really think that it would have helped him. Arthur and the folks over at Elixinol's mission is to educate, inspire, and empower others to live naturally healthy, happy lives. To learn more and join the CBD conversation, check out Elixinol.com. Welcome into the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go. I am AJ, he is Adrian, we are us here in the Pepsi Center, high atop after... Uh, Colorado lost in overtime to Washington, and we are going to turn back the clock, answer some questions from the Boston podcast. Yeah, so we've got show. some uh, – this has been a success. We've asked for your questions on the comment section on podcast posts, and you have responded. So, you guys uh, always When do. you do that, we're going to mention your name and, and address you on the podcast. That's uh, that's what we like to do and here. the rest so, of you. Uh, we have a question from Max Prime 867 uh, My guy Max. How are the Eagles doing aside from their stats and team record, which aren't terrible? What are the surprises and disappointments, uh, in your opinion, on the Eagles so far? Uh, AJ, AJ, AJ Greer's been really good. Pablo Francouz has proven himself to be a legitimate North American goaltender early on. You expect if he continues to get better uh, that the team would really be able to consider him for the NA an NHL spot next year, uh, depending on whatever they decide to do with Varley, of course. Uh, a lot of the young kids have gotten a lot of ice time. They've played well. Nick Malosh has played well, although he's he's really one of the few bright spots on what's been a really shitty Eagles defense. Yeah. Um, I would say the forward core, a lot of exciting guys. Ty Lewis uh, is off to a good start in his pro career. Uh, um, hold on here. 13 games for Ty Lewis. Two goals, four assists. Yeah, uh, six points in 13 games for a first-time pro All right. in the AHL. 
Okay. Rock solid, man. All right. You take that. AJ Greer's been awesome, by the way. Like he's been really, really, really good. So, do we think he can translate to the next level yet? I do. Okay. Um, I would also say Logan O'Connor. Logan O'Connor has been good. He's been a shot generating machine. Yeah. What? Let's give this kid a chance. Like crazy amount of shot generation from Logan O'Connor. Um, I believe he scored a handful of shorthanded goals. He almost had a shorthanded uh, hat trick last week. So Martin that's Cout, interesting. Martin Cout, 14 games, three goals, four assists, seven points, plus eight. Yeah, Martin uh, Cout's off to a good start. Definitely a European adjusting to the North American yep. game, um, um, but getting better as he goes. The AHL career veteran Andrew Agazino leads the team in scoring, 19 yeah, well, points in 14 games. You're hoping Ags at least is, Ags is contributing. Just, he's 5'9", 185. Yeah, he's not, um, <laughs> he's not an NHL guy. Nicholas Malosh. Numbers don't look that bad, but I haven't seen solid. him play that much. Been solid, yeah, right. solid. But he's good you start. Know, he's still not ready yet, obviously. But he could he be a call up? Uh, you know, if, if injuries hit, he'd be my probably my only call up out of that defense. You're not going to go with David Warsawski? Thirteen am, games, eight points. I am not going with David Warsawski. Uh, We've seen David Warsawski so, in the NHL. So and it's so not good. Mean of you. I so just mean Ryan Graves. Uh, yeah. So much potential we thought for this kid, but yeah. doesn't look that great. He's a minus six. I don't know the puck possession numbers. Uh, not been not, very good he's offensively. Not been good. Too bad because he really you know, he had a good pre or he had a, yeah he had a good up, preseason. Uh, you know they gave up Chris Beager off for him. <laughs> has not been anything special for Hartford. Yeah. Dominic Toninato, seven games, one goal, one assist. He must have been hurt somewhere. Yeah, he'd been uh, he just got back from injury. Cody so, Bass. Nine we don't. Goals. We don't need to go through their whole roster. No, I just want to I'm, I'm, mention I some guys. I'm just, we have a bunch of questions, so that's all, right. all. Cody Bass. By the way, I just got to mention nine games, twenty-eight penalty minutes. So he's doing what he expected dropping the gloves of him. Down, <laughs> down on the farm. Uh, okay, next question. So what happens from, when you have a forty-five-year-old uh, on your AHL team? Next question uh, from Cozen eighty-eight. Will the Avs want to see Francouz play at least some NHL games before being confident in giving him the full-time backup role next year? What should they do if Varley stays healthy and he doesn't get a call-up? I mean, you just play him all year in the AHL, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you that's, don't, that's you don't call that. him up and force it, especially if you're a player. No. Team. I mean, if you're out of it. Right. Sure. If they're clearly no. out of it in the second half of the season, yeah. then definitely. I mean, then that changes everything. That changes um, your whole approach to the, to the second half of the season. Hood phones. If you had to trade Hood Varley phones. right now from Hood phones. Yeah. Uh, if, he, if Varley had to be traded today, what team do you think he'd be traded to? Ooh. Because that's a different conversation in the off season. Right. Because right now, like, I mean, I'd have to look at cap situations, but because, uh, you know, Varley's still on a pretty expensive deal at 5.9 mil. No. There aren't a lot of teams just sitting around with that kind of cap space. Although Varley's cap hit is now probably closer to $5 million, But, um, I mean, Calgary is the obvious one. Mm -hmm. Calgary, yeah. A playoff, a team with playoff. A Vancouver should be another one. Um, teams, you know, because they're off to a surprise start, and their goaltending, I think, is going to actively hold them back. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Calgary, I would say those are those Calgary are teams that make the most sense to me. The obvious choice, but uh, um, yeah, we're not going to get into what they could get back. Uh, Shamrock Power seventy six. Will you guys make a new podcast intro for two thousand nineteen? And can the subscribers help vote on the song and Avs moments to be featured? Sure. 
Okay. And we've already talked about making a new intro. The only thing that we're waiting on is the voice is Jesse getting his name into it. That's literally the only thing we've been waiting on. Otherwise, we've been we wanted to make a new intro two months ago. Um, but yeah, no. If you guys have suggestions for moments, calls, things like that, we'd like to keep them with the current uh, broadcasting team. So McGahee and Mosier and McNabb would be preferred. Uh, if you have any song suggestions, we're open to all those things. Yeah, we're we're definitely do anything by popular demand. I don't like that. You guys are the bosses on something like that. So yeah. So so whatever you want there. Uh, if you guys have any strong strong opinions on any of those, uh, just let us know, and be, we're happy to include some of that stuff. Well, I want the song outros to be more of a, on the pod again. I don't know if you know Jesse's just another time, but I want songs to lead us out of the podcast again. Just personal. I like outro songs piece. too. I, I know do he too. does as well. It's mostly just I love outro songs. It makes me feel like the pod which, is. Which song is it? Which song do you choose? And because I don't want to go with one, I'd like it. I like it to be a rotating me one. Too. Of course, I'd that like makes it. his life harder. No, so pay your dues, kid. <laughs> uh, all right, Colin Rennie, nine oh two. Uh, I'm gonna boil this question down to its essence. Got some stuff kind of all over the place here, but. Uh, <laughs> Is it worth letting McCarr play in the AHL until there are less than 10 games left in the season in order to save a year on his ELC? I'd AJ, burn the ELC. You would burn the ELC to play him this year? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think, look, theoretically, and Jesse and I uh, talked about this um, on a recent podcast, but theoretically you have a third pairing going into the playoffs, maybe the playoffs, of Zadorov and McCarr instead of Zadorov and Nemeth. I'm, I'm rolling with that, man. Now, in theory, this also the questioner says this would allow them not to have to protect M- Makar in the possible 2020. So they yeah, already he's already job. exempt. Doesn't right. matter. He is. That's right. He would be exempt. So yep. Yep. All right. Uh, that kind of does it for the questions on the uh, on the last pod. Uh, so we had nine. Yeah, we got nine. A couple of them are sort of like keep up the great work kind oh. of things. Uh, it weren't all questions uh, as I okay. as I told you. Uh, oh, okay. Here's one from Flyby Cygnus 2112. Oh. Uh, how much of Michael. how much of an influence is Bednar on the top lines productions? Would be seeing the same results under a different coach or system? No, there's no real way to know that. Does Be- Jared Bednar influence the offense more than he gets credit for? From that think? line, no. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think very. I like. I think if Mike Yo was the head coach, they would score less. Yeah. Just because of how he coaches the game and the way that he's like, hey, let's win every game two to one. Blues um, won tonight, though. They were up four one over Vegas last was, I checked. That was the final, I believe. Oh, so freaking Vegas is not good, man. No, it's uh, the boat on that. So yeah, that kind of does it for the questions. Uh, good, good, good. A bunch of questions here on these. Uh, yeah, well, uh, keep them coming, man. Yeah, we, keep them coming, man. Just put the comment in the podcast comment section. We'll read the comments. With your name on it for the next one. And we like that better than the Twitter sort of drive-by thing. Yeah, definitely. Well, it gives people an opportunity to, to actually think. listen to the show right. and then to drop their questions in and kind of, you know, the Twitter thing is you got to be around in that half an hour or whatever. want to give uh, our listeners a shout-out here, too, to the fact that uh, we're running a sale this weekend. It's a BSN sale that is uh, normally our full-year price for subscription to BSN Denver is 34 99 uh, for this weekend. It's 24.99. So go ahead and if you're hanging on that fence right now, you want to save a few bucks. I know it's Christmas time. You could use that 
a jingle for a little more uh, purchases elsewhere, maybe a stocking stuffer or two for the kiddos, uh, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and get yourself uh, into the BSN tent for $24.99 instead of $34.99. So tell a friend about that. We need your support. Uh, we're still trying to grow, and we, we need the numbers, and uh, we'd appreciate it. So uh, thank you for that. And a uh, bunch of shirts that went out, I think, today. The uh, three-headed monster shirts were out today. We had a bunch of those sold. Not 100% sure if they did it. They made it today. They were okay. supposed to be today, but I don't they're, have any they're, they're on their way, though, soon, folks, who've ordered the three-headed monster shirt. For Thank you for that. And, uh, um, and uh that's going to be my name for the line from here on out. It's not going to be Rocky Mountain Line or whatever the hell Danny Chell yeah. came up with. Uh, so, yeah, good. Uh, hey, you know what? It's kind of a disappointing night, but uh, let's count our blessings here. I got a point. Onward and upward, as Bill Barber, the old Flyers coach, used to say after every tie, which I had about 50 one year, we'll take the point and we'll cherish it. Yeah, so. and uh, upcoming road trip against three teams currently outside the playoffs. So And A.J. Hayfley will be there for the first two games of that yeah. leg at least. So uh, so enjoy Jesse and A.D. on the pod next week. Yeah, all A.D. has to do everything here. Thanks a lot, A.J. No, it's, it's all good. Enjoy your time in Cali, my man. Yeah. Get some of that good sunshine, that good, those good California rays. Don't get... You know, don't get in a forest fire or anything. I mean, I shouldn't even joke about that. It's a pretty serious deal. Uh, all the best to everybody in the forest fires. God. I mean, yeah. it's no joke, man. It's, uh, yeah, stay safe out there. All right, let's uh, let's jump out. All right. And that'll, uh, that'll be it for this week. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by We Go. We'll see you guys on Monday.